this is Paul Moore here with Herman Even, and you are listening to Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. And right now i got to say something that's not in my best interest, but who knows? The last time we were together, we were talking about the two circles. Mm -hmm. I came home, and my wife had a hula hoop on the ground inside the door, and I said, what's this? And she goes, there's only one circle. You making it about you. (laughs) Yeah, we have a tendency to live too much of our life in that left-hand circle as we were talking about. Let's let's uh, actually do a little bit of review on that right after we pray. Lord, thank you so much that you give us the example to not be selfish, to not be self-absorbed, to not have all of our mind focused on ourself in that left-hand circle. You give us the mindset to move into the right-hand circle. Thank you for that. Thank you for that example. Thank you for your immense grace and your immense sacrifice on our behalf. In your precious name, amen. Amen and hallelujah. Mm-hmm. So for those who weren't here mm-hmm. and don't know why I'm saying, I don't want to live in a hula hoop, yeah. <laughs> what are these two circles? Well, just a quick review. We're not going to do them all again. Please go and listen to last radio show uh, called The Two Circles. I'll throw this out to everybody. If you really do want to see the instructions on how to learn how to do this, it's really simple. Just email us and say, I want the instructions on how to do the two circles. Sit down with somebody and they're complaining and and talking about how bad life is. This two circles is a great little tool that I've used, and I probably use it uh, 85% of the time. In fact, I used it twice yesterday. (laughs) Just (laughs) yesterday with people, I used it twice. uh, Because it communicates. You don't have to sit there and go, well, you're just being selfish. It's a tool that helps people see, I'm being selfish. (laughs) It's because that shows you how many times people are focused on themselves so self-absorbed anyway the the way that the circles work is there is you sit down and say draw two circles left and right and the left hand circle draw draw arrows going out from me put me in the middle obviously and draw arrows uh, coming into me on the left hand circle I mean on the right hand circle that are going out and we walk through that that the left hand circle is a react and respond lifestyle it's a slave lifestyle it's a victim lifestyle it's a, a lifestyle all driven because you don't live in reality that you have choice And when you get into the reality that you have choice, you are ending up having the ability to go into the right-hand circle, which is a circle all about choose and create. It's a circle that's about freedom. It's a circle that's about living your values in spite of life circumstances and people treating you badly. So if you want to get some of that instruction on how to do that, be glad to share it with you. Just email us at uh, info at greatrelationships.com if you want to do that, or herman at greatrelationships.com. There you go. Or they can just simply go to the website. That's greatrelationships, gr numeral eight relationships.com. You can go to the radio tab and click on the program titled The Two Circles, or better still, this is the best one. I like the lazy way, because then there's deny. I can go to the videos, and Mm -hmm. this is in Chapter 5, right? It is in Chapter 5. In the first part of chapter five, unfortunately, the instructions on how to do it aren't there. And that's the reason why I'm saying if you want the instructions on how to follow through and actually do this with somebody, you're going to need to email us. So please do that. It generally takes only about 20 minutes to, uh, to do that with somebody. 
Things happen to us, and we think it's our job just to react and respond. It's our job just to do something when it happens. But in reality, what is the best way to live life, and this is what God is asking us to do, he's asking us to choose and create. He's asking us to live our life based on good values. And when we don't do our life based on good values, we are left with a react and respond lifestyle. Most of us work in an autopilot format, which is, I'm just going to react and respond. I don't really have any goals. I don't have any places I really want to go. It's just a matter of I just react to way, the way life happens to me. Wow. You know, the other night at small group, God's Not Dead, the movie was out uh-huh. in theaters for a while, and it just got released in DVD. Uh-huh. So there were people in small group that hadn't seen it. And we got together for pizza night, you know, for small group and watch God Not Dead. And ironically, they had the very same discussion, how we have the freedom of choice and we're living in the presence of sin. But one day we will be removed from the presence of sin. And mm. I don't want to go away. Wouldn't down. that be, I mean, won't that be awesome? <laughs> <laughs> to, you'll just do good. You know, you won't even be thinking about doing what's wrong. Well, what, what an awesome thought. I guess I'm thinking about all those things because you said something that was ginormous the last time we were together. And you said... Victims can't be helped. They can only be rescued. That's right. And that's a key element. That little statement is one of the most important statements in the instructions on how to do the two circles. Because when you recognize that victims can't be helped, why is it that they can't be helped? Here's the reason they can't be helped, because they're always pointing at everybody else, saying they're the ones that are a problem. It's not me. I'm not the one that needs the help, in other words. So everybody else needs the help, and if they would just change their life, my life would be better. So just get that picture. If victims can't be helped, they have to be rescued. When you change your attitude, when you change your actions, when you change and make thoughts toward me and actions toward me making me happy— then you have thrown me a life preserver. Oh, I can breathe again. <laughs> right? Because you've changed. And that's too often what happens in living in that left-hand circle. And that left-hand circle is an awful place for us to be. You can almost always know that you're in the left-hand circle from this one little thing. Now, listen up very carefully. One simple little thing. Most often you're living in the left-hand circle when your emotions are negative. When I'm disappointed, when I'm discouraged, when I'm irritable, when I'm angry, whenever I have those type of emotions, most likely you're living in the left-hand circle because those type of emotions get you to drive your emotions, but it tends to get you to be thinking only about yourself. I'm depressed because Paul is not treating me well. That appears that I'm thinking about Paul. No, it's actually I'm thinking about myself that Paul is not treating me well. That's how that works. If you want to know very clearly if you're living in the left-hand circle, or another way to say this, the left-hand circle is the problem for all relationships. It means it's all about me, and we'll talk about that a little bit as we were talking about last time. You're just a baby. Okay, well, that's (laughs) what I was going to say. Wait a minute. Left-hand circle is the victim lifestyle. And if I'm not living in reality, right? I'm not going to admit that I'm a victim. And then you said, well, then the next question is, I'm going to ask you, are you a baby? And I went, what? I mean, what? <laughs> That's right. Uh, I, I, just just keep in mind, anytime you're in that left-hand circle, you are acting just like a little baby. Well, what about me? Yeah, boy, yeah. Wah, wah, wah. Call the ambulance. You know, that's exactly what we end up doing. <laughs> so when we are in that left-hand circle, we truly are a baby, and that's the 
problem instead of living in the solution. The solution is a willingness to serve others, to pursue their best, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. And why would I want to do that? <laughs> That's exactly right. When, I mean, when what's you in it tre- for me? Yeah, and when you aren't treating me well, why would I want to do that? It's ex- yeah. <laughs> That's the point. You know, God does it that way, and he is our example for superior relationships. And God- isn't it funny, anytime we get painted into a corner like that, even 12-step programs, they say the way out of that corner is to start serving others. Yeah, it's not only service, but it's this, it's this mindset of saying, it's not about me. At least if I could get there, uh, it would certainly help. And then it really will help if you're willing to serve other people. <laughs> I remember years ago, Rick Warren came out with that book, you know, 40 Days, right? Mm-hmm. And when you open it up right there on after the flyleaf, there was a page and it said, it's not about you. I closed it and said, who wants to read this? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I don't know. There you have it. So if we want to know more about the two circles, we can go to our website, Great Relationships. That's grnumeratelationships.com. A couple of options. You can go to the radio tab and you can find the program entitled The Two Circles, which is the one that precedes this. You can right. listen to that. Or you can go to Chapter 5 in the video material. And better still, you can contact us, info at greatrelationships.com. We thank you for your support. We thank you for your prayers. And good Lord willing, we hope you'll be back after the break. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. We'll be back right after this. Great definitions for great relationship. God's complementary designs. Men and women are created equal in value, but different in design and role. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. You know how you're always praying for a sign from God? That you're meant to go to seminary? This is your sign. Seriously. I'm here to tell you about Grace, Grace School of Theology. It's free grace based. The professors are world class. It's accredited, accessible, attainable, and oh yes, it's affordable. You can even complete your entire degree online, which means you don't have to move. Wouldn't it be great to have a deeper knowledge of the Word of God? Write this down www.gsot.edu gsot.edu or call 877-476-8674 877-476-8674 Now get going! back. Great relationships. Paul Moore here with Herman Eben. And bless God, we're here with you. Before the break, you said, am I a baby? (laughs) Well, I mean, what? (laughs) We too often are living in this left-hand circle, which drives us to think about life in a surreal way. We don't think about life with reality. What we end up doing is seeing life 
from a viewpoint of not thinking that you have choice. We have so many options for choice. We just don't want to recognize it. We want to get other people to change instead of recognizing that we have choice to change. If I think it's all happening to me, is that an indication I'm in the left-hand circle? Oh, man, it's a big-time issue for us. Whenever we see life from that viewpoint, thinking it just happens and I have to react and respond, as we said in the first uh, uh, first block. But here is some things that we want to recognize if you're living in the left-hand circle, that's what we call the baby. That's what we call this uh, mindset of acting like a baby. It's the problem. Okay, so I'm in denial, but you're going to say if you can say yes to two or more of these, you might just be a redneck. I mean, living in the left circle. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But what what before we get some of the list there, uh, the baby, now think about this. When you are flashing your me, you actually are plugging into what power source? You're plugging into the sin nature power source, right? Because the sin nature is wanting you to think just about me and my desires and my impulses and my pleasures. That's what the that's what the sin nature wants. The sin nature is literally the energy behind your flashing me. And here's what I like for people to think about. Uh, if you could look in a mirror, you would be seeing when you're acting selfishly or acting in your own interests too much of the time. Uh, you would see a little uh, blinking me on your forehead. <laughs> and this is the reason why it's so interesting. When you're in a relationship, if you can just maintain that picture, uh, you can't see a lot of times that your me is flashing. But other people around you sure can, right? That's that's how it <laughs> typically works. We have a huge tendency for that because of our sin nature. We have a huge tendency to be saying, I can't be happy, I can't be satisfied unless you serve me, instead of thinking about it from the opposite side. So your me is flashing. Here's some, here's some things to think about as it relates to your me flashing. Think about it this way. Whenever you're defensive, do you think that means that your me is flashing whenever you're defensive? No. I'm just imposing my will. <laughs> Most often you're defensive. Whenever you're defensive, you're trying to prove something about yourself. So that means that you probably are, your me is flashing. You're not teachable at that moment. You're, you're more willing to say, it's my way or the highway. So defensiveness is one of those clues as to whether or not our me is flashing. Another good one is simply being self-absorbed. We ought to be able to recognize that as a flashing me moment. Uh, self-indulgent, not self-controlled. Remember where self-control comes? from, fruit of the Spirit, that's what we need to consider. So if you're self-indulgent, you're certainly not uh, walking by the Spirit. Uh, here's, here's something that is rampant in our society right now, working on your self-esteem. If you're working on your self-esteem, boy, your me is probably flashing big time. God is not asking us to be concerned about ourselves. He's wanting us to be thinking about others, Philippians 2, 3. Philippians 2, verses 2 and 3, I should say, and you see the whole life of Christ being laid out in front of you at that point. So there's a, just a huge list here of things that say that your me is more than likely flashing. When you're a quitter, when you're rude, when you're believing the worst, when you're always having to be right, when you're seeking revenge, when you're manipulative, there are so many things that give you an indication that your me is probably flashing, and that list is very, very long. Except everything that you said, if I'm doing it, I can probably justify it. So therefore, I'm not making it about me. That's what you would rationalize. That's exactly right. goes back to that 
common a little bit of piece of research that I did for about 10 years whenever I saw myself with those negative emotions whenever I saw that I was depressed discouraged anxious irritable angry I I learned to ask myself am I making this about me and once I recognized that when I was being very objective I was never able to say no I'm not making this about me I, every time I was making it about myself. But you came up with a more true or a better question, no? Because Thank I mean, you for remembering that, no, no, yeah. Well, no, because for years, because I got stuck in that trap. Mm-hmm. For years, I was saying, am I making this about me? And I got to tell you, my selfishness is very cunning and powerful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. clever. Mm-hmm. And it was, of course not. And I would fall into justification. And then one day you came in and you said, Paul, you know, I've been thinking about it. And I don't think I should be asking, am I making it about me? And I, the cold sweat suddenly dissipated off my brow. Mm-hmm. And I went, bless God. And you said, no, the question is, how am I making it about me? That's right. Oh. Yeah. Because if you are honest with yourself, if you're objective in your rationing, uh, in in your uh, reasoning, not in your rationale, (laughs) if you're objective in your reasoning, you're going to recognize that every time you have those negative emotions, you're more than likely making it about you. So you just need to learn how. Here's a here's a cute little thing that I that I love. It's called the toddler's rules of possession to, to show <laughs> to show how easy it is to be a baby. Okay, this is very scary, but it sounds cool. <laughs> toddler's rules of possession. Yeah. That should be a book, The Toddler's well, Rules I, of Possession. I don't, I don't know who to attribute this to, and I'm sorry, but uh, let, let me just go down the list and see, uh, see if you like it as much as I do. Here, here it is. Uh, if I like it, it's mine. If it's in my hand, it's mine. If I can take it from you, <laughs> it's mine. If I had it a little while ago, <laughs> it's mine. If it's mine, it must never appear to be yours in any way. <laughs> if I'm doing or building something, all the pieces are mine. If it looks just like mine, well, it is mine. Uh, if I saw it first, it's mine. If you're playing with something and you put it down, it automatically becomes mine. And then the last item says, if it's broken, it's yours. <laughs> I love that. That's the way we typically live our life. And as, you as call silly. these the toddler's rules of possession? Toddler's yeah. heck, this is me. Yeah, that's the way we end up truly living this life as a baby. We live this life in that left-hand circle always having this mindset that my wants are more important than anybody else's. And when we have these built-in wants to be accepted, to be included, to be significant, to be valuable, to be close, secure, safe, cared for, satisfied, whenever we have any of those things, they're built into us. And when they aren't being met, it drives us into this mindset of they need to be doing something for me. Your me starts flashing, That's, which, which is typically driven by fear, by the way. So that is, that's how we end up having our me flashing. When, when we don't think our wants are being met, we start fearing that they're never going to be met, and therefore we end up driving this mindset of people need to be serving me, life needs to be treating me better, all these type of things. Okay, well, that sounds good, but good business. I'm sorry, good business just simply asks two questions. Mm-hmm. Question one, what's in it for me? That's right. Question number two, what have you done for me lately? Right. That's what the customer is typically typically saying, right? And that is that is very valid marketing material which proves what? 
that the sin nature is real because <laughs> marketing aims every bit of its energy at those very things, aims every bit of its energy at me wanting to have something for me, which drives that flashing me. What's in it for me? The WIFM concept. Some people say it a little differently, but what's in it for me? If you are doing that in marketing, you are doing what is right to drive them to your product. But if you're doing that in your relationship with the Lord, you're missing out how God is wanting you to live your life. Totally different. But it's the same way with people, no? Not just with God, but I do the same thing with people, which ironically are his image yeah. bearer. Yes, we we no, no doubt that we do this with each other. What's in it for me? That is what we call the return on investment relationship. That's exactly right. Ouch, I'm going to ask you about that when we come back. I'm kind of speechless here because I'm listening to you and I'm also calling to mind the verse that you gave us, which was Philippians 2, 2 through 3. Mm-hmm. Fulfill my love being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfishness, ambition, or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others as better than himself. I don't do that. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. Great quotes for great relationships. That woman was taken from man no more implies the inferiority of woman to man than the taking of man from the ground implies the inferiority of man to the ground. Nor does the term helper connote subordination. Dr. Eugene Merrill. Great relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships right now. Relationships can be great, and not just marriages or romantic relationships, all relationships. The Bible offers the same solution to what is essentially the same problem. What is the problem and what is the solution? Study along with us to find out. Great Relationships is a video course offering biblically-based insight on relationships. In each video, watch Herman tame tough issues by discussing them in a casual online learning environment. Each of Great Relationships' 12 chapters are subdivided into quick segments you can squeeze into a coffee break. So if you've had time to listen to this promotion, you have the time to sign up and start today. Visit our website at greatrelationships.com. That's G-R-numeral-8-relationships.com to sign up for our free newsletter. Pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. Right thinking, right relationships, right now. We're back. You're listening to Great Relationships. Before the break, you had talked about Toddler's Rules of Possession, which I think should be a book or a program (laughs) or something. But what's still resonating with me is the scripture that you gave us, Philippians 2, verses 2 through 3. Um, In the New King James Version, it says, Fulfill my joy being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than himself. I keep living a return on investment lifestyle. I don't mean to, but I do. Let me talk about the return on investment lifestyle right after we make a quick comment about that verse. What is it saying that we are to esteem? Others. Others. And what is it that we're being taught 
with the majority of the money being spent in the government and this education systems and everything else and all the self-help books and everything else. I'm being taught to esteem myself as greater than others. Exactly. We're being taught self-esteem, and God is saying, no, it's to esteem others. It's to esteem them. That is what God is asking you to do because he is the example. If you go ahead and read the rest of uh, the verses, like 4 through 12 or so, you're going to see this marvelous example of how Jesus lowered himself. He was God, lowered himself to be like us lowered himself, put himself below us, to put himself on the cross, to serve us. So he was not esteeming himself. He was esteeming us. So he was looking at us differently. And that is the model that we are to have for our relationships. Okay. We had been talking about the two circles, Mm -hmm. right? Left circle is everything's about me. Right-hand circle, everything's about everyone else. I keep finding myself in the left-hand circle. As my wife says, here's this hula hoop, and it's all about you. You don't have two circles. You have one big one, and it's all you. My sin nature, you said, puts me or tends to keep me in the left-hand circle. Mm -hmm. But I don't have to live there. The truth is, you always tell me all the time, Second Peter, right? Everything has already been given. I can live in the right-hand circle anytime I choose to. I'm not condemned to the left-hand side. You are not condemned to the left-hand side, and you use the operative word, which is part of being in the right-hand circle. The right-hand circle is a choose-and-create lifestyle. It recognizes that you have choice. Romans 6.13 is one of the easy verses to look at to say, I have a choice. And it specifically says there, you're either going to present yourself to righteousness or you're going to present yourself to unrighteousness. And that verse is being spoken to Christians, that we as believers will have this choice to sin or not sin. That's a very clear choice. It doesn't mean that you're never going to sin just because you're a Christian. You have a clear choice of whether to do it or not. Am I going to recognize that I have this ability to choose because I do have the ability to choose because the Holy Spirit lives in me. The issue is, will I do it, and when will I start? That's the issue. This whole time I've been thinking this conversation is for non-believers, mm-hmm. and you're saying, no, Paul, this conversation is for believers. Yeah, if you go to uh, Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it talks about the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Well, wait a second. That's a great salvation verse, but that verse is being spoken to believers. <laughs> Look at the whole context of uh, chapter 6 of Romans is basically saying you shouldn't be sinning continuously because the grace of God will abound just because of your sin. Paul is saying, don't do that. That's wrong. You have been crucified with Christ. You have a new nature. Your old nature has died. Start presenting yourself to righteousness. Stop presenting yourself to unrighteousness. And when you do consider living in a life of unrighteousness, you suffer, verse 23, the wages of sin is death, meaning you're going to live a life of death. Doesn't mean that you're not going to heaven, but you're going to live a life of death at this point in time instead of the life that God has given to you. He's given you all things for life and godliness. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3. We have this marvelous opportunity to consider 
life differently. Stop living in that left-hand circle. Stop being a baby. Stop living in the problem of relationships and move to the solution. Because if you don't want to be a baby, you're going to start asking the question, how am I making this about me right now? Every time you have this negative emotion, you're going to ask a question, am I defensive, taking things personally? Uh, You're going to ask questions, is my me flashing right now? But the one thing I want you to pay attention to, most importantly, I want you to go to James 3, verse 16, and see how bad focusing on yourself is. Let me, let me quote it to you. For where envy and self-seeking exist, confusion and every evil thing are there. Wow! If you want to live a life as a baby... You're just playing right into the hands of Satan because you're being energized by Satan and the world. You're energizing your sin nature to envy and self-seeking. And when you are in envy and self-seeking, confusion and every evil thing are there. doesn't mean that you're going to have any clarity in life. It means you're going to be confused. Well, there you have it. So if you want to listen to this program again, I don't know why not. It's pretty painful, but bless God. Herman, thank you for everything. Father, we thank you and just simply impart a blessing to all of our listeners. And we thank you for your prayers and support that make this possible. Let's keep the discussion going. Thank you, Herman. And before we go, I want to invite you to drop us a line at Great Relationships, P.O. Box 51836. That's Post Office Box 51836, Midland, Texas, 79710. Great Relationships, pursuing the best in work, in life, in love. It takes right thinking for right relationships right now. your day going, Barbara? I can't even begin to tell you how terrific my life is right now. What a coincidence. My life is just overflowing with blessings too. Why, just yesterday I found a hundred dollar bill on the ground. That's great. I saved a cat that was stuck in a tree and the owner was so thankful that she gave me a gift card to my favorite restaurant, Luigi's. Wow, I was in Luigi's just the other day and saved a man that was choking with the Heimlich maneuver. He was so overjoyed that he gave me tickets to that new play that's been sold out for weeks. That's amazing. I've been wanting to see that play myself. Really? I asked my husband and he didn't want to go. Will you go with me? That would be great. Days like this are too good to be true, but great relationships are possible. Join Herman as he offers you the opportunity to pursue the best for others, patiently, kindly, sacrificially, and unconditionally. Right thinking, right relationships, right now.